Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a moment and relax. Anything else that's going on, let it just, let it just fall by the wayside. And just remember that God is right there with you. You don't need to ask him to come. You don't need to correct anything with your relationship. He's He's right there. He loves you. He's in you, around you. He's in front of you, behind you. He's fully concerned and involved in every aspect of your life. Nothing that is going on in your life or has gone on in your life is accidental. These are all circumstances that God himself has arranged for you. Your your life here, our time here on this earth, is about so much more than just the very few decades any of us have as part of our life here. The The process is much longer. We've talked before about the whole nature of time, And really what we're really finding out, hopefully, is just the whole concept of time is is kind of made up. So when we talk about eternity, it's not just, you know, day after day after day or, or endless time with God. Eternity instead is a characteristic of spirit a characteristic of the spiritual realm. Probably not the supernatural realm, but definitely not the natural realm. We think of time as something, you know, that we can figure out by the days. You know, sun, you know, sun's up, so it's daytime, moon's up, so it's nighttime. That is time related. But those are concepts that we make up. Whether we say there's 24 hours a day, uh, 24 hours in a day, doesn't make them be, doesn't make there be 24 hours in a day. It's something that we use to describe something that we experience, and that seems to be a lot of how our experience is. We we try to describe our experience with words that hopefully other people can understand. But whether we can describe them or not doesn't change the experience. Whether other people can understand them or not doesn't change the experience. This is why it's so important to be having a personal experience with God, not because it's different than anybody else or better or, you know, anything. It's it's that it's personal, that nobody can argue with your experience. I, I love how, you know, there's so many people who believe that we've never put a man on the moon, that it was all a production, and they have, of course, proof proof that, you know, from the videos that were taken during that, the moon landing, that that never happened. And there's all these different 
you know, uh, theories about why they would do that and what really happened. And yet the people that have set foot on the moon, you can't argue with them. They they know for certain, they know for sure that that experience that they had was real. So for you and I, as we experience God, all the different aspects of him, hopefully, even when people argue with us about that, we have that confidence that we know what our we know our experience is real. And and we don't need to account for it with anybody. We don't need to to get permission, we don't need to get other people to understand it. In a lot of ways we don't even need to understand it. But especially as we start looking at some of the things we've been looking at objectively, we don't need to understand to experience. As we learn how to use our solical abilities, you know, I'm I'm all for let's figure this out. Let's ha- see how this works. What are the what's step A and, and B and and what if this happens and how do we react to that and what is this? How does this work? But we don't need to understand how it works for it to work. When the the Roman soldier asked God to to heal someone in his household, and and Jesus said, you know, was ready to go with him to go heal that person. And he said, no, all you need to do is send a word. And he said, I'm I'm an officer. I can just order my people to do something, and I know they'll do it. And he had confidence that he had confidence that Jesus just said the word, sent the he, the word of healing that that healing would take place he may not have understood how that would have happened how it works but he understood the basics behind it the authority and the power that Jesus had he recognized that and that's something a lot of times we learn the nature of god by our experience, most often by our failures, where we are presumptuous, where we make mistakes, where we, you know, we will continue a bad habit as long as it works. And we very often want to try things different, but we have in the, you know, that are different, but we have in the back of our mind all these little warnings, all these little you know, red flags, don't try this, don't do that. You're going to be delusional or God's not going to, you know, approve of that. You're going against his will or that's not for this time. You're being, you know, again, you're being presumptuous. That's pride and arrogance. Or you're going to, you know, you're going to go into deny, uh, delusion and you're going to backslide and you're going to, you know, be in danger of the devil getting his grip, his his hooks into you. And all these things go into our, our head when we start moving beyond the expected and the the usual experience of those around us. And really that's the people you have around you, as far as your, your belief system, you have them around you for a reason. 
there's some commonalities that you have. And I'm not just talking, you know, about friendship and more people who you work with, even people you go to church with, but you have commonalities of beliefs, whether they're they're negative or positive. There's some, there's often language that you have in common. There's something that you've bonded over. You've you've had a, a level of trust and and history over. And those are all things that, you know, are part of the circumstances that God has has put, that he has arranged in your life to bring forth in you what he wants in you. And we remind ourselves that we've agreed to this. Who you are in your spirit, whatever your circumstances are, you've agreed to it. Because remember, time is, some, is a construct. Time is, is simply a word that we use to try to, des, to describe something we can't really put our finger on that really doesn't even exist. So we are with God right now before we came here. Before we came to this earth, right now we are in him. And after we leave this, this earth zone, we are with God after right now because there is no past there is no future and there really our present extends all different directions how that affects us is going to be just part of expanding our understanding and appreciation and experience of what god wants us to learn there's, we each, every one of us has beliefs and inhibitions that keep us from accepting what God wants to draw us to. And that's fine. We, we don't surprise God. He never says, you know, oops, you know, I never, didn't see that coming. He never says, wow, that's, you know, that's a surprise to me. He knows exactly where we're coming from. He knows exactly where he's drawing us to. And he's arranging every circumstance in our lives, as well as you know. You know where he's drawing you from and what he's drawing you to in your spirit. So we look at the opportunities our circumstances as opportunities to learn what we are here on this earth to learn. And that's part of the, we also understand that we have enemies. Your, your soul, as much as your soul wants to be restored to your spirit, your soul also wants to maintain control and protect you, protect itself, protect your body from um, all the different enemies, all the different hurts, rejection, you know, um, all the different wounds that your soul has already experienced. It figures the best way to prevent any more wounding, any more hurt, is to just keep away from everything. Build those walls. But those walls keep your soul from being restored to your spirit. Now, God himself is the one who is 
tearing down those walls, even even as your soul is trying to build them, irresistible. And he is having his way in you. But in the meantime, you and I can learn how we live as a spirit being that has a soul and lives in a body. But we take into account our belief systems, where we got them. We, we understand there's going to be conflict. There's going to be questions. And, you know, maybe even greater than that, mocking and loss of friendship and loss of family and loss of, of those we thought we could trust. And sometimes that's activity of one of our enemies, our solical enemy, or the world system, or the devil. Those are all things that are going to keep you from becoming whole, spirit, soul, and body. And that's okay with God. Conflict is okay with God. God, God creates and uses those conflicts, the, the rough, you know, iron sharpens iron, the things that bring us into stress, those are valuable to God. Again, if he wanted you, if he wanted me to be spirit, soul, and body perfect, all he needs to do is, is give it a second thought. But he doesn't. He didn't. When, he was resur- when Jesus was resurrected, you know, at any given time, he could have just said, okay, I'm bringing everybody with me. I'm restoring everybody's soul to their spirit. I'm giving everybody a life, a, a new spirit. Whether they've been born or, born or not, whether they're dead or not, he could have done that, but he didn't. And sometimes I do wonder about those, you know, he was in the, the grave three days. What were those kind? And he was with, he was ministering. He was he was sharing. He was alive and well while he was dead, as a spirit being. But what was he saying? What was he? What was he doing? What was he preparing? What was he restoring? And and how are we to put make sense of some of these things without changing our beliefs? without changing what we think we know, without accepting that we don't know everything. This is one of our great challenges, was we have a tendency to draw conclusions when we don't have all the information. So as we go into learning about the solical abilities that we have right now in our soul, in our mind, will, and emotions. As we start to learn about those, we're going to have to start with or somehow embrace the notion that it's not what we expected. If we accept that these abilities are something we can learn and, and practice and get good at, and that there's a level of responsibility and duty and joy 
and appreciation and value and that God wants us to learn how to live as a spirit with a body, or with a soul that lives in a body here on this earth. This is his expectation. His, this is his desire that you learn how to use your solical abilities. Now, how do you do that? Now, over time, we're going to talk about some, some details, but hopefully you've been working and trying and experimenting with whatever God has drawn you to have an interest in. Now, I knew someone in, in ministry who was, God had told him he wants to teach him about word of knowledge. And he didn't at the time know anything about the word of knowledge. And when he asked God about how to use the word of knowledge, God just told him, well, just do it. He said, you've got, the, you've got that within you. Now, back then it was, you know, a gift. That you've got that gift within you. Just start doing it. Just start using it. And so he just started, and most of the time he was wrong. You know, word of knowledge is, that's one of the nice things about it. You're, you can usually either be right or wrong. And it took him quite a bit of time, years, until he was mostly right. And he would get a word of knowledge for, you know, before he gave, would give somebody a word of encouragement or correction or even in ministry. He'd get their birthdays. He'd get their home address. He'd get their phone number. He'd get their, you know, the their the city they were born in, their mother's name, you know, anything that, and it was it was just that was something that he had primed and he had used and practiced, and now it was something that he could utilize for the purposes that he was using for ministry. So for you and I, that, that, what we want to understand is that's not just for special people. And it's not just for those in ministry. And it's for us. It's for you. Your soulical abilities, I kind of look at it this way. At some point in time, those soulical abilities are going to be fully functioning. Whether here on this earth or in the next thing or the thing after that or the thing after that. Likewise, I think some point in time, every wound in your soul and your body is going to be healed, whether in this life or in the next one or the next one or the one after that. Some point in time, you're going to be whole, complete, and entire spirit, soul, and body because that's God's prayer for you. And God's prayers are answered so that you would be one spirit, soul, and body, as he and the Father were one. So the more you are one, spirit, soul, and body, you are also one with God. And the more you're one with God, you're one with everybody else who's one with him. That's how we get unity. Not in agreement of beliefs, but being one in him, experiencing one in him, being one in him. Now, spiritually, if we're born again, if we are alive, we are one in him because we're all in him spiritually. 
so let's look at those solical abilities. Think of whatever, let's say healing. Let's say you want to have, have a gift of healing. Write down five people you know have some kind of ailment. And just start spending, you know, ten minutes. I'm just making stuff up. You can too. Ten minutes on each one of those pers- people. Twice a day. Not praying, but speaking life to whatever their ailment is. God may say, I want you to find out about this ailment. I want you to do some research. He may say, no, just speak life. Or he might say, it's not the time for that person. Write it all down. Take it seriously. When one is resolved in whatever way, start with someone new. Add it to the list. It doesn't even have to be somebody you know. God may bring somebody to your mind to put on the list that you didn't know had any ailments. Go ahead and put yourself on the list. If you have a physical ailment or any other kind of ailment, put yourself on your list. Now, we know about there's different things uh, that happened in you know, traditions that happened in the Old Testament or in the, and in the New Testament, like with, with oil, you know, um, and they, Paul sent out uh, the handkerchiefs and Paul's, uh, Peter's shadow fell upon people and the people were immediately healed. And what's, again, what's cool is that there's no rhyme or reason, no This is, here's the steps, A, B, C, and D. Here's how you heal somebody, A, B, C, and D. You, let's say you do this, and you write it out, and you write a book, or you come up with, you know, here's the 17 and a half steps to healing somebody. Somebody else comes along. No, 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 there's only three steps. Somebody else comes along and says, no, there's um, 150 things you have to do fine, you're all right. You're all exactly what God showed you, how God taught you. You're all, we're all learning. But let's have those experiences. Let's put these things out and share them. And when we look at, look at what was recorded in the Gospels, that's what, what Jesus was doing. He was showing how the supernatural realm worked, impact on the physical world. And your body is part of the physical world. So healing somebody, you are using a supernatural ability, a solical ability that you have in your soul, which has automatically power and authority over the natural realm. It's an absolute. You have, your soul has power and authority over the natural realm. So you have power and authority over somebody else's body. And you have that power and authority to speak healing. Now you also have the power and authority to do harm. That's a whole other 
thing we will learn is we is we we do want to unfortunately god you know is our teacher he's our counselor he is our um he gives the homework and he and he checks it and he he protects those we are praying for for instance if you're praying for somebody somebody who has maybe even yourself and you pray in a certain way and by prayer, praying, I mean speaking life. For us, that's what prayer is. Speaking truth, speak, exercising the power and authority. Very often, you know, one of the safe things to say, just starting out, is restoration. Lord, restore this person's body in this area. Restore this person's soul. Restore this person's uh, circumstance. Because we know God wants our soul restored. He, we know he wants our body restored. It's timing. It's order. And and we know that God, you know, Paul kept on asking, you know, why will you not, you know, take take this thorn out of my flesh? And God's response was, uh, it, for, for basically, for now you need it. I'm not going to remove it. Now we don't, you know, we, People have guessed, and there's been books have written about about the thorn in the flesh, but he saw, it was good enough for Paul. God's response was good enough for Paul. He said, "Okay, I won't ask anymore." But until he says, "Stop asking," we continue to ask. Now, we're going to have different responses in ourselves about the power and authority that is available in our soul. With that comes responsibility. With that comes putting ourselves in in the pathway of making a mistake and then being ostracized and then, you know, not people, you know, holding it against us and, and sometimes even not being able to defend ourselves. That's always a biggie. You know, if we if we you know, say you're in a situation and, and you really, you know, know to lay hands on someone and you do that and you you maybe even say something and nothing happens and take note of that or even something does happen and other people take note of it and attention is drawn to you and you have to respond, you have to behave a certain way. And even if it's the positive... What do we do so often in the in Western civilization, in Western religion, is that person is special. You know, they they get a church, they get donations, they you know, people build a ministry around them, a church, a following. Give them a, you know, a podcast, a YouTube channel. And we have a lot of hesitation. We don't want that attention cuz mo- we don't know what we're doing. But you want to know what? That's fine. Because we're learning. You don't have to know what you're doing. That's part of it, is we don't know what we're doing. And we don't know what's going to happen. Now, in your spirit, you do. And your spirit may go, oh, you know, this is going to be really rough. Or this is going to be really great. But either way, our spirit doesn't stop our soul from using the abilities that are in our soul. 
just as our spirit, who we truly are, doesn't stop us from using our body the way God meant it to be used. Walking up the stairs, for instance. Driving. We use our body according to the body that God gave us. And God wants us to use our soul according to the soul God gave us. So make stuff up. You, there's no wrong way to do these things. Try it. If it works, great. If it doesn't, tweak it. Experiment. Nobody else knows anything more than you do about your soulical abilities. Have you ever thought about that? Nobody else knows what you see but you. When you're, when you're hearing something, nobody else hears the exact same way that you hear. Now, there's commonalities, but only you can hear and smell and taste and feel the way you taste and smell and feel. It's the same way in your soul. You're going to have unique experiences, and you're going to learn things uniquely. So it's not like, not like you're going to be able to teach people this is the way to do it. The example is you can do it. And see that the Lord is good. Try, experiment. Get out of the boat. See how it works. And Jesus' example was you can move the mountain. You can walk on water. You can raise the dead. And then it's up to us to try to try it, to learn how to do it, each one of us individually. Again, we can encourage one another, and hopefully we do, but it's still up to each one of us, starting with spending more time with him, taking these things seriously, but also being objective and enjoying the process. So hopefully that gives you some encouragement. Any list you have, feel free to put yourself on that list. If you want to start with a list, uh, start with yourself and put five things down that you want, you know, even even activating those other abilities. So you say put down five abilities that you want, soulful abilities that you want to have start working. Anything, just start. So feel free to drop me a line at dianeattherainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. We'll be getting back together again same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a good night.